This week, we've got a question that relates very tightly with last week's video. What if the profit of the business doesn't justify the value of the stuff that's in the business? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey everyone, we have a question uh, this week from Verison, uh, who at, was watching one of my videos the retained earnings plus enterprise value question, which uh, was like spring of 22, I think, and asks if the the cash flow of the business is $100,000 and the equipment is worth $500,000, how would one value the business? Would it be the 100000 He gives a, the theoretical, if we're talking about a 3x multiplier, he says, would it be 100 times 3 equals 300000 or a hundred times three plus five hundred thousand. So he's asking, do we multiply the cash flow? Is that the total value of the business, or do we multiply the cash flow and then add the value of the equipment? And, and, and this is a great question. And like I said, it ties in really well with last week's video, which was about using collateral for financing. Um, <clears throat> this is a question that I get asked a lot by people who are first entering the world of buying a business. Because if you look at this business that has all of this equipment and then you look at the cash flow and you, and you read somewhere that businesses might be worth three times cash flow, for example, uh, then you say, well, something logically doesn't seem to be correct because you're like, hey, how can, the, how can I pay less than what the stuff is worth, right? And so here's what, um, what you need to do in your head to, get, to kind of sort things out is what is a business? A business is not a bunch of stuff. A business is a system. A business is a system where capital in the form of equipment, operating capital, cash, inventory, that kind of stuff, operates together with people, employees, in a space, whether an online virtual space or a real world place, right? Those three things work together in this system to create a cash flow. And when you buy a business, what is it that you're acquiring? You're acquiring the system that is producing the cash flow. And so the value of the system is determined by the cash flow that comes out of the system, right? So when you buy a business, <clears throat> what should that price include? Well, it includes everything required to make the cash flow. So if you're looking at a business that has $500,000 worth of equipment and they are employing that capital to produce a cash flow of 100,000 in an industry where businesses sell for three times cash flow, then what has happened is that the current owners of that business have gathered together assets and they've employed them in this business and they've ended up reducing the value of what it is they invested. So this is another example of what I call dead capital or zombie capital. So 
if you bought a hundred dollars worth of stock in the telephone company, and then the next day, you know, the Star Trek communicator badge came out and all of a sudden nobody wanted phones anymore. Um, and the value of that phone company stock fell by half. You would know in that moment that you lost part of your investment, right? But what happens in the world of small business is that there is no daily pricing mechanism. There is no, nothing that small business owners can do every day that tells them what the value of their business is. And so what will sometimes happen is they, they keep investing more and more money into their business, thinking that they're doing something positive. But if they can't employ those new assets in such a way that allows them to grow that cash flow coming out of the system, then all they're doing is investing more money in a business and the value of the stock, as it were, hasn't changed. So they're, they're, they're not actually improving anything. And so in this kind of scenario, what happens so often, it, and I'll see this in businesses that have a lot of, they call it big steel, like excavating contractors, paving contractors, a lot of uh, companies that have a lot of big equipment, big trucks, et cetera, is they'll acquire all this stuff. And sometimes if they're making money over the course of a long time, they don't have a lot of finance costs. They'll end up going to auctions where other people are liquidating their businesses and they'll say, wow, I can get a granite crusher for you know a quarter of what it would cost new. And so they'll buy it and they'll accumulate this stuff in the business that they don't really employ a lot. They don't really create a lot of value with that equipment. And so they just end up with a bunch of this stuff and it's worth a lot of money, but the cash flow of the business never improves to the point where the value of the cash flow is greater than the value of the equipment. Compare that to a small service company that might have 25 or $30,000 worth of equipment, but produces a cash flow of $100,000 a year. That business could also be worth $300,000, right? and only has a small amount of equipment. And so it's very easy to see that that person has used that small amount of capital equipment, the $25,000 worth of capital equipment, and they've created this huge cash flow from it. And they've ended up creating a value in excess of the tangible value, which is the definition of goodwill. It's whatever someone's willing to pay over and above the value of the tangibles. In the example that Verasin gives us, what has happened is the person has created a scenario where the business actually has negative goodwill. In order for this business to be sold as a going concern, the seller has to be willing to discount the $500,000 worth of equipment down to 300 for it to make sense for somebody to do this acquisition. Now, not very many sellers are going to be willing to do that. And this is why a lot of the times in these capital intensive businesses, what ends up happening is when the owner comes to the end of their career and they say, I want to get out of this business is everything goes to auction and they just liquidate. They just wind it up. And that's how, you know, something ends up moving down to the next guy's place uh, because he got a great deal on it at the auction. Right. Why, why do farms, you know, sometimes end up being liquidated in auctions, right? Because if you look at the value of the land and all the equipment, it, it adds up to a tremendous amount of money. Um, and, and I know farms are not quite the same, but, but the, the cash flow, the family income that is enjoyed by being on that farm often wouldn't justify all of the investment and all the stuff. It's a lifetime accumulation and sometimes it's done for other reasons, but great question. Um, and you know, people run into this kind of thing all the time. 
where someone will accumulate all of this stuff and they'll have a business going. And from the seller's point of view, they probably think that they have a great business, but they're not paying, you know, the finance charges. They don't borrow it all all at once and get into business and try to try to make ends meet while paying the bank for all this acquisition. This is normally done over the course of time where things get paid off and then they'll accumulate, they'll acquire something else, maybe with financing, but they'll pay that off and they'll pay that off and they'll pay that off. And they think that they've got something good going because they are themselves enjoying what they think is a, is a good income from this business, but they never stop to look at it from the point of view of a buyer. They never stop and say, if I was going to buy this business today, given the cash flow I have, how would I do it? Because if they did, they'd very quickly realize it just doesn't work. And maybe the ones who realize this, you know, don't even attempt to try to sell it as a business. They just go straight to the auctioneer. Anyway, uh, great question, uh, Varasin. Keep them coming, guys. Um, if you want to learn how to buy a business, uh, the place to head over to is uh, businessbuyeradvantage.com. Um, there's a short video there where I talk about all the different ways that I help people buy businesses, including the online course, Business Buyer Advantage, and then the coaching program and the consulting work that I do all the time with people. And um, I'd love to give a, a big shout out here to uh, the channel sponsor for today, um, which is Mark Willis over at uh, Lake Growth Financial Services. Um, Mark helps people build an equity asset that is guaranteed to grow over time, never lose value, and give you access to liquidity whenever you need it without having to qualify for credit ever. Someone tried to sell me one of these 20 years ago and they didn't do a very good job and I didn't buy it. And now that I understand this stuff, I wish I had. I personally have a policy like this. And uh, I, the only reason I allow this uh, Mark to be the sponsor of the channel is because I believe in this product and what it does. Um, if you want to learn more, uh, I've got five different videos of interviews I've done with Mark, as well as a, a sort of a encapsulating webinar intro video that we've done that you can find over at newbankingsolution.com. And you can sign up for a no obligation 15 minute talk with Mark, where he can talk about your specific scenario and how he might be able to help you. And so I would highly encourage you to do that at newbankingsolution.com. And, uh, and with that, we'll say, see you later. And, uh, I'll talk to you next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.